Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. Uh, this is Adit coming to you on yet another weekend and bringing you a very different yet special podcast. Uh, we're not going to talk about news. We're not going to talk about uh, what the current affairs issues this week in this podcast. We will have plenty of podcasts to talk about news. We might even skip into some news. Who knows? It's it's the the format of the podcast is such. But th- this is a very special podcast, like all Indians, and this is not my line. I think Anand Vardhan said it. Like all Indians, we too at Mindmakers are uh, focusing on everything that's divisible by five, fifth, tenth, twenty fifth, fiftieth, hundredth, and so forth. So as we approach 300 episodes on Mindmakers, we wanted to do a special two part series, and we wanted to focus. on our uh, you know we talk about the past we talk about our present but we want to talk about the future in these two my podcast and i ha- these two are the we call them the upsc civil servant special future civil servant special podcast so i have a very special panel with me and i'm going to introduce them in you know in no particular order but i have with me um uh, karishma nayar uh, dr pala mishra valay vaidya and nirja shah uh i'll give all of their individual introductions but they are all uh, they've all uh, cleared the upsc exam they're all upsc graduates like i was joking with them before the podcast they have been talk they have been talking as and talking to a lot of aspirants now they're going to be talking to many upsc officers many uh, you know uh, uh, people like you and i in commentators and and we, i'm looking forward to having a very uh, interesting conversation with them so without further ado i'll i'll introduce them so uh, uh, one by one um karishma you are a uh, malayali who's based in mumbai and your background is forensic science uh, you know fascinatingly um uh, 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 apala you are uh, you you have you are a dentist and you also you, uh, you also have an army background like you like you mentioned and where are you based i'm sorry i did not uh, it, it's fine if you don't want to say it as well you can call it a region as well UPSC. so i we are looking forward to uh, uh, understanding why engineers are choosing civil services as well uh, on that so welcome to the show and uh, nirja lamp fellow lawyer a guju for mumbai and i have tweeted this out but i'm going to set this on the record she is also my sister so don't be show it as a big discovery that aha we discovered i've tweeted it out with a picture on my twitter so i just had to put it out there <laughs> but yeah nirja so from lawyer to civil services uh uh it's 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 been an intriguing journey so we'd be uh you know very interested to talk about that but welcome all of you to mind podcast now we'll go straight into it uh, karishma with you first uh how has the journey been uh, and why why like why chose civil services after forensic science was that an afterthought or did you actually you know decide that you always wanted to go into civil services first so i'm not someone who always wanted to go into civil services huh. while i was graduate uh, in uh, pursuing graduation i thought that police is something uh, i because i've done forensic science so i thought that hmm. getting into the police i could like use the uh, 
things that I've learned uh, in a much better mm. way. And no matter how good a scientist you are, you can only uh, do so much with the evidence that you get. So I thought that a leadership position would like help me to uh, do better in life or to change the crime scenario. So like from first year of college, I was like, okay, I'll do this. And then I'll uh, attempt civil services yeah. to enter the police services. Uh, but then uh, when I started preparing and I had public administration as my optional and that's when I uh, dug uh, deeper into it and uh, I came to know what administrative services entails mm -hmm. and then the kind of developmental work that uh, is possible and the kind of, uh, yeah. I, this sounds so much like an interview answer, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, all of that uh, really pulled me towards the administrative services, which is why I gave uh, administrative mm -hmm. services as my first option and police as my second option. So the journey was very organic, like it first mm -hmm. uh, started with uh, the police services and it's it then evolved into the administration yeah no i see i see three heads nodding in agreement and 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 just for our viewers i did i don't think i planned this but we do fit the indian stereotype because we have two engineers one lawyer one science uh, from forensic science one scientist and one dentist on that so we we <laughs> hit the holy trinity of law engineering medicine and science just on you know this podcast trust me we did not plan this it just happened um but no i saw three heads nodding in agreement Dapal, i want to go to you next you uh you have, were from a medical background right from there to civil services how does one do because i mean it's it's a very different approach right you have to take i'm not talking in terms just of the uh, effort but in just in terms of mindset how you approach medical in college and then civil services exam later so how do you navigate those uh, definitely the approach required is pretty different for both the exams but uh, mm. you have to do what you have to do and I think medicine as a subject is something that is uh, very intrinsically linked to our daily lives and that mm. is something that should be actually linked with all our lives. Mm. Mm. So I think in that way medicine itself worked as an inspiration for me to take up mm. civil services and uh, this is how I went about it. Uh, it took me some time to understand how to go through it. Uh, hmm. But once you begin understanding stuff, I think all gets linked and all gets related. Yeah. Some may argue that even after you guys are there, you're like, part of us still feels 20%. How did we do that? There are still aspects that are there. Uh, Valai, would you like to shine a little bit of light on your journey? And then to what I said, right? I, can you really, like, is 100% of you still, you know, on that, that you've, you've like done what you accomplished to do or something? Kuch kuch jata hai ke, oh yeah, 10%, you know, even after your interview, even after you've selected, you still go back into thinking mode. Yeah, yeah, that always happens. That is always there. But so yeah. I come from an engineering background. So, but during my entire college, I was very active in student politics. Hmm. And I, in my final year, I also became the general secretary of student body government of DISAT. So during hmm. that one year, I realized that when people used to come to me with some problem, I would give them some answers. I had some resources to mm. put into place to mm. carry out various events. And, you know, we also designed some of the policies for mm. the governance of the institute and everything. So mm. that I, then I realized that this is something that I would want to do. Of course, I could code. I knew how mm. to code. But then mm. I would never feel that waking up, say, 7, 8 a.m. in the morning and I would feel that application but I would always feel that so that way I realized that this was something that was my calling and I would want to pursue that 
so yeah. uh, but of course i mean it's been 5 years i it was my own 5 year plan and uh, that i took <laughs> in order to clear it but uh, yeah, setting yourself up for civil services my friend by quoting 5 year plans <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't intend to do so though when i started that's fine no that, that yeah, is why we have my no no that that is why we have podcast right the 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 dabe hue intentions bhi bahar aa jate hain i i wanted it to be a rolling plan <laughs> <laughs> no no we 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 call it we call it a we call it a work in progress you know that's the uh, american term for it anyways uh, over here in indian american especially in engineering love to use it um uh, nirja you your journey right from lawyer to civil services from uh, a profession that is inherently argumentative to a profession where you have to inherently listen to other people's arguments right <laughs> so <laughs> how did you convince yourself that you can do it <laughs> so you know like what i genuinely think is that when we are 18 and we are in school we kind huh. of take default options that are before huh. us that are like reasonably prestigious enough to satisfy our parents and like hmm. reasonably cover our interests as well So I think that's what a lot of people do. So you start with a professional degree because you think you know, like, okay, you'll get a job, you'll get some recognition mm. because that's how the entire market works. Mm. But I think when I was in law school, I kind of realized that what lawyers do really is get into small, small, small details of every mm. single case, but do not get into the big picture. And that's what mm. policy really is. So that's why I sort of switched focus sometime in law school, where I thought mm. that. for me to actually like feel an impact and feel mm. like what i'm working on every single day is mm. helping people then policy is a better way and the current policy space is completely dominated by civil services so mm. that's mm. really the reason that i took this path fascinating fascinating and guys i i mean we have had the intro so i'm going to open the floor and we're going to have you know so feel free to jump in whenever uh, you know this is uh, this is not going to be like uh, five head shouting at each other i promise you guys uh, viewers of mind podcast know how much i loathe uh, <laughs> that but <laughs> but we do have five heads so you know we'll put our heads to this thing all of you come from very uh, a variety of like different regions as well right so uh, we with with the best part about india is right and i somehow realized that i my connect to india remains as strong as it was uh, but one thing what i realized when i came to us is when you talk to people who are not from gujarat like the two places i spend the most of my time was ahmedabad and mumbai and then you know it comes here you broaden your horizon and then you find people approach with different sensibilities as well people approach it with various local sort of uh uh baggage around certain professions certain civil services so do you did you feel like you sort of transcended the norm that was around you what you guys grew up with in terms of schooling in terms of college or where your parents came and you know whoever wants to take it guys just feel free to jump in i see a lot of nodding heads so someone has to yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah so uh, i feel that you were uh, volunteered by ninja to speak up for yeah, us she, she could just see that i was like jumping with you. i have an answer to that question yes yes go for it yeah so uh, uh, firstly it's like you know that in mumbai the civil services culture is not there so i went to prepare uh, in delhi so in delhi everyone hmm. is just like oh wow this is this is a big thing and then when you come hmm. back to mumbai it's like very 
even when the result came like everyone up north is like oh you must be doing this must be doing that and this is very like it's just just another thing in mumbai which is something that i appreciate also but like you said that uh, culturally i think mumbai is more of you know finance and uh, professional work and not really civil yeah. services another yeah. place that i come from is kerala uh, so yeah. people always say that kerala is the worst carder to get into also because uh, over there <laughs> it's a normalized thing it, there is no like uh, oh this is larger than life which is also something that i appreciate so i think that uh, uh, transcending the norm uh, i also come from a family where none of them i i'm like the first person who even gave the signal so my sister's wow. an engineer and yeah my yeah. my father's a banker my mother's a teacher so yeah it is it is something that uh, there has to be a start in every place and i'm glad that okay i was the start in uh, this family so yeah uh, i think uh, the regional thing is more of visibility so i think visibility is less in mumbai mm. and in kerala the visibility is of more okay everyone nobody looks up to people mm. because they are from a certain profession so mm. i think that is different in different cultures absolutely uh, what about you guys wala apala whoever wants to jump in so Did... i come from basically see gujarat mein to civil service ka kuch zyada culture hai nahi and all people have this business mentality seen right? it first hand but in ahmedabad they would just grow up and do some business sort of a thing huh. so when i went to delhi for preparation some of my friends over there in coaching classes they would also say ki yaar business karna hai kya kar rahe hai maine kaha nahi karna business so that was one Uh, yeah. but then the second thing was also that since i had a uh, see i am also a first generation bureaucrat no one uh, in my family extended family no one had yeah. worked for the government only it's a, it's matlab yeah. everyone is yeah. doing private job uh, secondary secondly i also come from a gujarati medium background so i studied my my schooling was done in gujarati medium so yeah. it was initially difficult when i entered the college with we i came across a very cosmopolitan crowd in my college Hmm, hmm. So I realized that I had to pick it up the English, yeah. the overall language of Hindi, everything. Hmm, hmm, so hmm. eventually, I also picked it up, and then I think it motivated me and it gave me the confidence that even I can do it. And uh, as I said, ki I developed the interest initially, uh, three uh, third fourth year, me uh, yeah. before starting the preparation, yeah. I had this background of uh, student politics. Hmm, so hmm. that motivated me. Kini nii, ye to kar lete hai. Kar lete. Ho jayega kuch na wo nii hai. So, yeah. uh, मतलब that is something uh, there. No, but so Gujarat being a Gujarati, it is uh, even <laughs> more fascinating. You know, when I cleared the exam, in fact, currently I am also serving in the government of Gujarat. So when yeah. I cleared that, the first thing people ask you is, "Ki to kitna kamalogay?" Exactly. Fascinating. So they exactly. will just go on and ask you your salary, and you cannot even say because it is <laughs> the government salary. Yeah. So I mean that happens, but I mean, okay. Okay. No, no. So before I go to Apala, one interesting thing what you said, right? The, to paraphrase what you said when you had to go to Delhi for class, right? People and I'm going to take the liberty of speaking for three seconds in Gujarati. People in Gujarati will be like, "Chokran, Delhi mokla, engineer banana." You know that is the general consensus that you ask. Uh, uh, how Gujarati parents get bombarded with questions. It's not. It's never that we chose to go to Delhi. It's Chokran and Gujarati Mughal. Are you? No, no. You want what's worse? Chokran and Gujarati Mughal. You ask more. Right here. No, and he still talks about Indian politics also, sitting in US. So that is. I, I. Anyways, my thing is, I, 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 I go to. I make. Uh, we, we do more events at the Indian Embassy than we do outside. Anyway, so we're very much connected with. you know uh, with that but no it's true like over here we we primarily being outside of india are folk, like we generally meet with uh, uh, ifs 
uh, officers, but then we are also in like we also interact a lot with bureau uh, bureaucrats because you'll have many ministries like especially Texas being petroleum and oil and gas. You have a lot of uh, bureaucrats and ministers that do come to Texas commerce, finance, you know, so variety of things. So Apala, uh, uh, coming to you next, uh, uh, what, you know, uh, going sort of back into uh, into Karishma and Valai's argument, what is your sort of perspective on this? Uh, yeah, so as Karishma and Valai mentioned, I think I'd share the same story with them of being hmm. the first generation bureaucrat. And yeah. I come from an essentially army background, which means that people in my family, in my extended family, everyone is in the army. And uh, everyone just gives the CDS and NDA exams. But mm. uh, apart from that, another thing was that I came from a dentistry background. And mm. in dentistry as well, nobody appears for the civil services exam. I think I'm the only person from my college who has cleared this wow. exam. So, uh, so this definitely had a lot of hurdles in my preparation journey. Hmm. Uh, but uh, and, uh, like Karishma said that it was very organic once I entered into this uh, the motivation kept coming on and I kept pre preparing and things hmm. started falling into place excellent uh, for everyone who's thinking you know a very you know first time viewers why we are digressing podcasts are meant to digress uh trust me if, if if i could i would be doing just an audio only podcast but now post covid you know all of you guys want video as well as audio so here we are doing this so but the 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 uh, the rule of digression is not going to stop so you'll you'll find us exploring various topics as we are discussing um nija you next what do you think yeah, so I mean, I'm kind of a combination of Vala and Karishma in the sense that I'm Gujarati and I'm also from Mumbai. I think I have faced a lot of like ignorance about what this exam is and what it could mm. be. A little bit more like the school that I come from, Jamnabai, is the most famous for producing actors and actresses and nothing else. So I think, you know, maybe school-wise, that is what people do. Like they're doing more creative work. And in Mumbai yeah. as a whole, like I really related with what Karishma says is that everybody is kind of doing their own thing. Nobody mm -hmm. gives anybody respect and like even a normal person who's doing any kind of job gets respect as an individual. So that is a very good cultural thing about Mumbai. But I mean, I've faced a lot of hilarious things before and after I've cleared. People have asked my parents ki like, uh, she would have done CA only, that's better only. <laughs> you know, so so uh, sorry, again, yeah. I went into Gujarati because uh, we have two people here. I think Karishma also understands a little bit. Uh, yeah. So um, so what really sadly, happened sad, to me... Sadly, half the world believes that Gujaratis are out to colonize everyone anyways. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nija's first question to me was, are you Gujarati also? Like, that's just the well, first I mean, question she asked me. <laughs> Uh, no, but I have a point to make here. So it huh. is often said in Gujarati, that where Gujarati, there is a Gujarati. Gujarati, lives, there is a Gujarati. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. happens if you go to say Toronto yeah. or any place, even in no, no, come to Houston. Nirja knows yeah, it yeah. firsthand. We have, yeah. we have, we the, the the garba over here. We have made it completely multicultural and uh, forced everyone to wear Gujarati clothes. So, but Nirja, to complete your point, it's a, it's Valguni uh, plus plus. <laughs> yeah, I mean there yes, no, no, but Nirja, complete your point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I was saying that like. But in a way, it also huh. made things easier for me because nobody really understood what I was doing. So they kind of gave up. 
my own aunt who is adit's mother after i cleared she asked me if i was going to be an inspector so <laughs> i mean so it was just funny but in yeah. a way like it also created less pressure on me while i was studying yeah. because like nobody really knew what the services meant what the things meant so it was like my own private journey in that sense so i guess yeah. you know background sometimes there are advantages disadvantages but it's more about like how strong your motivation is and like what your reasons are for getting into it and i also took things like sort of with a pinch of salt because sometimes i feel like in society as general like people are just trying to stereotype everybody so that it's easier to like comprehend what they are doing so like oh you did this degree you should do this job oh you your parents do this you should do this and i don't know but like i feel it's a remnant of the caste system sorry to get into like a very different tangent no but no no but st- st- no stereotype like to stereotype is exists in all societies the reason why people yeah. stereotype is because that's how they try to stand different because they'll go and stereotype everyone so by default acha i don't belong to a part of the stereotype but no you are the stereotype that stereotypes people <laughs> that, that, yeah. that's what i want to <laughs> you know so i think it it, it it that's how it ultimately pans out yeah so i don't know so like i just feel that like eventually our generation as a whole is trying to figure our own path and hmm. so i just our degree just our background it doesn't seek to like restrict this generation so mostly we see like people in the civil services from a lot of different backgrounds it's not yeah. that you're just from delhi university yeah. and the preparation itself is decentralized so no and it's evolving also right i mean if you ask 25 years ago what an if an engineer meant uh, writing a code in front of a laptop people would laugh you off and right now as a civil engineer i do all my designing on a laptop right who would have thought that civil engineers actually spend more time on the laptop rather than off it but that's just the world we live in but i want to ask you all a lighter question right you have to tell me the one most frustrating and the one most fu- the funniest episode that you've had while prepare, preparing or giving your civil service exams because i'm sure there are plenty and there are plenty that you carry along with uh, yourself so uh, who would like to go first one most frustrating <laughs> and one most funny and you don't have to say both jo bhi yaad aaye wo bol so i mean i can just remember one uh, one yeah. of my mom's friend after i cleared called mom and then she he said ki mujhe pata hai kuch hua hai but please samjha do kya hua hai <laughs> are the boys submitting themselves or are they at least telling the parents to do it i mean i don't even know how it works so someone called my mom and said i'm sending the picture my mom said yeah yeah she thought it would be my picture but it ended up being a guy's <laughs> picture and with all details She's that's like, an amazing story congratulations for is your that, daughter's is achievement that, is that frustrating or funny apala it's both <laughs> yeah uh-huh. it's both. okay she had a Two in one story. It depends on the guy. It depends on. Yeah, the exactly. I thought that would be the answer. <laughs> no, I said, what is that quote? That humor, humor is tragedy times time, or something like that. So it's it's, it's probably you can say the same thing that uh, humor at UPSC is frustration, or laced out over ten years, you laugh over it in twenty, you know, thirty-five or something. Uh, but Karishma, what about you? Uh, 
so I think uh, frustrating is yeah. Like I remember when I didn't hear last time. So everyone means well, but then they come up with conspiracies about UPSC that <laughs> oh there is a North Indian bias or oh yeah. it's because of reservation or yeah. it's like so and you know that they mean they want to uh, like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. get you out of that uh, uh, grief. But then it's also like hey I want to explain how this works to you, but now I'm like too busy crying and studying for prelims again. So that was frustrating. <laughs> Um, I think funny, I remember I was in my hostel in uh, Delhi, I was preparing and the cook over there, uh, he was like, uh, I'm working in this, uh, I'm cooking over here for like six years. And then I was like, what if they cleared and they didn't tell you? And then he said, So whenever I, I would always think that the first person I'll call is this cook uncle, but sadly, I still don't have his number. So I don't know if he'll be watching any of the interviews that I've given, but yes, I made it. What, what have you ever talked about him before or no? No, this is the first time. I should talk about him more, right? Yeah. There you go. No, no one but, really asked me this question. No, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. No, that, that, that is the that is what we want to do with this podcast also. Because it is not just a journey of academics. Like in India, that is the biggest problem we have. Whenever we talk to people about any exam, IIT, this, everyone wants to focus about academics. Mentally, how you but there are all these other factors that play. You know, Apala saying that her mom started getting rishtas or you saying that some cook saying and, and this all plays on your mind, right? It's like you're you're walking and some kachori wala comes and says, Acha, aap is hostel mein rehte ho? Yaha se to koi hota hi nahi hai. Mainne to paanch saal mein mithai nahi khai and that freaking plays on your mind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, no, and, and it's funny because we as engineers, we have to give this exam over here, uh, which is an eight hour long exam, right? And uh, in in between... At the sixth or the seventh hour, you're just so sleepy because like you have not slept the night before while you're writing the paper. And you know that a third of the people are only going to clear it or half the people are going to clear it. So I remember my funniest memory was I went into the restroom and just splashed my face with water and my entire shirt was like half water. And the professor uh, like comes and he's like, did you get into a fight with someone in the restroom? <laughs> and I said, yes, myself. <laughs> and I've woken myself up from it. So it's those are the things, right? So what about you, Valai? So when uh, the results came, I happened to tweet this one tweet. Ki it's been five years since I started this journey. And finally, it comes to a fruitful conclusion. And I secured just this rank. So there are, I mean, frenzy of comment, right? People are congratulating mm. and everything, appreciating you. So that was very interesting. the reaction of people to fire your plan. So there you have it. But you are a successful runner. Yes. No, this is this is preparing you for what you are going to face. When, when you announce yeah. new schemes on Twitter, because I, I honestly don't think Twitter is going to get any less toxic. People might get bored with it, but uh, uh, because many, I mean, the last one year, because we've done a, uh, so I do regular cricket podcasts also. We, we have two, three friends and I get more shit talking about cricket than I do about politics. And I don't know what they tell us about our Twitter thing. I was like, why do I get more trolling when I talk about Virat Kohli? But apparently that's that's how it, you know, it's become. Um, so I just want to say one more thing because we're talking about Twitter. Yeah. So you know how like girls will always get DMs on Twitter, like send pics, send pics, send pics. 
as soon as like i got i cleared the exam i started to get send notes send notes send notes send notes so you know <laughs> that was a drastic that shift in the quickly from me <laughs> huh. so uh, but but it does it, it must feel good right that feeling right if i want to you come to you apala first and then karishma like the whole journey right you you two and a half three years i mean how few, many of you guys spent different sort of years depending on what path you chose depending on how you prepared and then you know you just have it all in one day it's it's a lot to take in and it's almost like a spring going off definitely definitely that is there yeah but but did you did you like did you feel sort of a bittersweet reaction ki yaar ek din mein nahi aana chahiye tha at least kishton mein mujhe enjoy karne ko milta because my yeah, life has yeah. eroded slowly over two and a half years and now you are like i can have it all back in one day really all i can say is that i, I have not slept properly ever since the results came out and it's been so hectic so hectic and yeah, yeah so it gets overwhelming at times and you're not able to take it all in at one go huh. that's fine i don't think it's 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 slowly is probably the way to go i think when you guys go further meet your fellow uh, batchmates and so forth and i think till you don't step into service the first day it's not going to hit you guys it rarely does is i'm not saying because i have experience i've just spoken to people who've been where you guys have been and that's that's what they all claim to you know tell me uh, uh, karishma what about you yeah it's more or less the same it was just like happiness came i think two weeks after first it was shock then relief and then finally it reached <laughs> happiness so yeah i, I think uh, uh, we are, we have had like two months but it doesn't feel like it, as a pala said sleep is something that at first it was like not sleeping because you were studying now it's not sleeping because happiness and all of that so yeah that that has been i think that has been the case with most people like yeah. we've all been uh, in a uh, state of shocks like i was telling neerja this that one day before the uh, result we are like even questioning whether we'll clear the exam let alone whatever rank you're getting so hmm. that and the other thing is the socializing so two years like you you are not uh, interacting with anyone and then hmm. suddenly it's just a lot of people which which i like but then i'm a little lazy so that has been like catching no, up with a lot of people yeah after a few months people do suck so i mean yeah. that's just you being polite but no. uh... <laughs> and one more thing is like i get so after the initial euphoria it's like normal only i get scolded at ki are ghar saaf nahi rakh rahe ho ye kar rahe ho so the first one month is it was going on now now my father is also like are when are you going people are asking now you're not going only you're here since two months also what is happening so yeah i think uh, uh, the, my family is like keeping me grounded all the time ki har roz dad bhi sunani hai sab karna The the Dantna is actually preparing you for a senior senior officers. <laughs> I don't think senior officers will be that harsh, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. Neeraj and Valai, what about you guys? So uh, see, when the results came, I think happiness to ठीक है, खुश तो सब होते हैं. But मुझे लगता है कि I was more relieved than just happy. Huh. I think that is the first emotion that I felt. कि हाँ चलो यार मतलब list में नाम आ गया, बढ़िया चलेगा. <laughs> हो गया हैप्पीनेस कम्स आई थिंक लेटर ऑन बिकॉज़ वंस यू स्टार्ट टू रियली थिंक दैट व्हाई हैव रिलीव्ड यू आर हैव यू आर एबल टू वॉच मूवीज गिल्ट फ्री एंड एवरीथिंग एंड यू आर एबल टू टॉक टू पीपल मूव आउट यू नो स्पेंड टाइम समवेयर एंड ट्रैवलिंग एंड सो ऑन सो देन यू फील दैट दिस इज एग्जैक्टली व्हाट रिलीव्ड मींस बिकॉज़ 4 5 इयर्स यू आई वाज जस्ट स्टिक टू आई वाज जस्ट यू नो कंसंट्रेटिंग ऑन दिस वन टॉपिक एंड एवरीथिंग इन माय लाइफ रिवॉल्वड अराउंड इट Yeah, yeah. And any decision that I took, 
कि नहीं नहीं इससे पढ़ाई खराब होगी इस ये hmm. कुछ किताब पढ़ ली तो इससे ऑप्शनल में फायदा हो जाएगा ये सब मतलब इट इज सो आई मीन दैट इज नॉट नॉट हाउ इट शुड बी सो आई हैड स्टार्टेड रियलाइजिंग दिस इन लास्ट 1 1.5 इयर्स एंड देन आई स्टार्टेड आल्सो डिस्टेंसिंग माइसेल्फ फ्रॉम द प्रिपरेशन की आई वुड नॉट वांट टू जस्ट यू नो वुड नॉट वांट माय लाइफ टू रिवॉल्व अराउंड इट सो दैट इज समथिंग दैट हिट मी एंड ओवरऑल या आई मीन इट वाज गुड <laughs> no and b- before i come to ninja there is a funny story like after you know i found out about her result and we had jumped and shouted at each other on the phone adequately the first thing i did was send her a list of 10 things to watch on netflix and amazon prime if you remember i was like now i can send you guilt free all these shows that i've been watching and wanting to tell you that you should and i think it took you like a month and you finished them all you're like i'm done what is next <laughs> yeah like I really relate to what everybody is saying, uh, and yeah. this is happening because I'm answering last. <laughs> so, uh, you know, actually, it's like what Valai said really resonated with me because everything becomes around preparation for me. Mm. Even my personal life was being planned around preparation. <clears throat> right. So, what really happens is that it becomes not only your focus, but like your entire family's focus. you know mm-hmm. so like sometimes your entire school sometimes your entire college your entire friend circle like even if you're like oh let me eat ice cream and then you're like oh no maybe i'll get a headache and then maybe i won't be able to study yeah. tomorrow so it's it's even the small things so like when the result came i actually uh, just searched when i searched the pdf and mm-hmm. i just saw that my name is there i was happy because i was like at least now i have something in my hand i didn't even see the rank so that's really how it is because it's so uncertain and it's really binary right because we whoever is prepared knows that there are like 3 4000 really good candidates okay yeah. and at least interview candidates almost everybody is really good so hmm. because there is so much like human factor whether in the interview in the mains any time even in the prelims for that matter like yeah. we don't really know what's going to happen in the end because of the level of competition and the level that people put in so really what happens is that like year after year you might not have the same result so just finding your name in the list is kind of a sense of relief and you know you feel like you can restart your life again with some justification because everything else was like being justified for this exam Yeah. No. So uh, since you gave me a good segue, so I, you, I'm coming to you first for the next question, Nidja, <laughs> about the interview because you had to put that because you know that's the big thing, right? Even though it has is 20% of your your mains, right? In interview does occupy probably 60 or 70% of the mind space because as focused as you are about clearing the mains, that is one place. where you cannot bomb and come back because you know you are there in front of people and it's your expressions tell as much of a story as the answers do right so yeah. uh, and how like how does one mentally prepare for that F- physically i know emotion like emotionally to you guys learn like read about so many things do so many mock interviews so i know you are ready your mind is ready right but the reason why i make the distinction about emotionally and mentally is that that day the strength that you need from inside to uh, you know with that strong face that's only up to you no preparation can do that right so if i ask for a few nija you first what what would you say what you know what changed uh, there So I mean, I was the most stressed out about the interview. I think it's because, like, I knew somewhere in the back of my mind that I love talking and like th- expressing myself. So it would be an area in which I could push myself. And I went through the most tough phase of my life because 
the interviews also got pushed and my interview was initially scheduled for the very end so i just felt like i would be bombarded with uh, transcripts because we have all these like telegram groups where there are so many updates like all the time so you're just seeing other people's questions without understanding the con context so i think like when it comes personally for me interview is the phase where i really try to develop a good perspective on issues so i mean i would talk to you i would talk to my other friends who are working in fields and try to like kind of like understand what's going on in the outside world from a sort of well informed citizen perspective because what really happens is that you know we align everything towards mains preparation prelims preparation we're trying to like gain that information that gets you through those phases but really in the interview what you need to know is what a well informed citizen knows so that was kind of what happened for me and like emotional preparation was like a lot of mocks you give a lot of mock interviews and you know you just like get the courage to kind of see your face answering really difficult questions again and again yeah. and that kind of like when you see that especially because because of the second wave all of our stuff was mostly online yeah. so you see those recordings of yourself and you kind of develop the patience of like micro analyzing things that you've never thought about like hand movements yeah. hairstyle sari draping i know like there are so many aspects because the you are you want to create a perfect impression from like the time you enter till the time you exit and i think you know just like not just sari draping for for you guys it's probably like because i have never seen anyone go to a professional interview in a sari so i mean it's great that you guys did it it's the whole concept of you know what if i fall over <laughs> wearing yeah, the sari going to the interview it is a thing i mean yeah so i mean i learned how to like hold my pallu in such a way that when i stand up it won't come in yeah. the way so these are the kind of micro analysis you do of everything and that is what kind of like i think in a way is like you're impressing somebody you're compressing your entire life into 30 minutes so it's pressurizing but if you're like a well organized person which i think everybody who clears this exam is you can work on like what you think works for majority of people i yeah. also think you develop a sort of officer's mindset throughout the preparation and if you develop that well in the mains and by this i mean that you have a reason for every like uh, and every opinion that you're giving mm. so sometimes we have certain biases growing up uh, i come from a very liberal college because i'm from an nlu and everybody from yeah. nlu is definitely left wing and you know then what happens is that like you kind of develop that okay not everybody's right so the exam process also makes you like that which kind of comes out in the interview mm. well colleges are colleges in i always say that anyone who wrote and thought in college it the one thing is it's never going to be consistent with what you grow up are because when you step into the professional world it's a whole new challenge from from what the colleges especially engineering colleges <laughs> we we are as homogeneous <laughs> as it gets but apala if i were to ask you this right and i'm coming to karishma and valai next uh is is there a temptation sometimes because if an interviewer sort of pushes you right what was your experience interviewing first and then sometimes if an interviewer pushes you is there a temptation to give an aggressive response but then you also realize what is at stake so you have to taper down your response uh so i am as a person never giving aggressive responses in my life so that <laughs> temptation never arose for me uh but yes i guess it is all about being honest and uh, while being honest being constructive in your criticisms hmm. uh because of course at times they ask three four questions on the, on the same topic and trying to test you 
whether you actually understand your opinion or not and mm. those are the times when you should be really thorough with the mm. perspective that you have about that issue and i think this is what makes the interview preparation a little tricky because you need to be really clear in your uh, thoughts about what mm. your opinion is and what you're standing for and i think it's okay to take any stand in the interview as long as you're able to justify it so yeah. that's all right fascinating i mean you have to have like everyone has an opinion so uh, what what you're saying is very interesting don't completely hide your opinion also because so that Apala is anyway. actually the interview topper like across the board yeah wow. so <laughs> not not only was that response uh, true but there was also a very humble response apala you should be like i crushed it <laughs> that should be your <laughs> <laughs> that should be your interview sort of thing but but no like anything like what about you guys karishma wala what, what do you took back from the interview what was your experience and you know uh, what i said about aggressive right did you guys ever face that any topic that you know you felt like the you were pushed or something any one of you guys first so thank you uh, so i think i am aggressive i am bold in fact so i say what i feel like so yeah. uh, in interview also it happened couple of times in fact where i dominated actually <laughs> and i had to at one point of time i actually uh, entered into this one exchange of argument <laughs> with huh. the board member and yeah. then i suddenly realized that she might be finding me rude so yeah. i just corrected myself i said ma'am i'm just trying to humbly say and yeah. i was not really humble <laughs> even <laughs> <in saying that. laughs> yeah but uh, i did that but i do not think that that backfired uh and at the same time i think i was pretty much confident throughout because of the yeah. kind of practice that i had put in in the interview so i mm. did not really read much for uh, this year's interview mm. but i practiced a lot with couple of my friends parul and arun mm. so we mm. three used to uh, uh, discuss various interview questions that came to our mind every mm. day for two hours uh, 9:30 mm. pm to 11:30 every day uh, every night uh, after i return from my covid duty so i would say ki yaar dekho padha kuch nahi hai par tum batao kya karna hai yeah so uh, we used to do this every day and mm. uh, fortunately we all uh, got decent marks right. so uh, i think that is what my point of view was ki i had to focus more on my communication skills how i presented a point rather than what i was actually speaking because that also matters a lot because if you read a lot of things in last couple of, uh, last four five years i have read couple of many things i mean but then at times i would not know how to present it so right. that is what i learned this time around Hmm. this is how i have to say things without getting uh, the answer too stretched or i mean uh, without even speaking much yeah so that yeah. was my overall in- experience but yeah as you said i there were some aggressive questions from yeah. there and and i also gave aggressive answers and i think it, it just all Which, played out because well <laughs> it it always struck me that this has has to have happened i mean you know you have opinions and sometimes they also want you to push back right because yeah, yeah. The, the job profile is such that it is a carrot and a stick right you it's not just carrot all the time and it's not just sticks all the time it, you have to balance it out i think what i learned in last 2 years of my current job yeah. uh, which is also a government job is that mm. you have to be decisive mm. you have to mm. take a stand everywhere yeah. because if you are not decisive and if you do not take a stand you would miss a lot many opportunities you would lose a lot of time so no, no, something but, that we also learned in covid ki we have to yeah. take a stand ki now what do we do do we admit this patient or not right. in 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 say hospital do we have to expand the uh, triage area or not so i learned over the period that i have to take a stand which we realized because no, but not not taking a stand is also taking a stand and every time you so, don't take a stand it actually backfires when you don't take yeah, yeah. so I sometimes you absolutely you have to yeah 
no, and uh, you know, before I come to you, uh, Karishma, one thing which is I have to congratulate all of you, right? Of you are the first COVID batch that actually cleared that because I, I don't think people know the stress of giving an exam with a mask on. I mean, start for starters. Secondary, secondly, I know how many times your dates have been pushed back. So mentally, that's probably a crushing blow to just come all prepared and then hit refresh on the computer screen. And then and the reasons why they were pushed back, we all know it's not like something could be done. India was going through a horrendous three months, uh, four months from April through uh, onward. So, I mean, you know, how does it work? So and it takes a whole year, right? As uh, uh, as people know that the process itself is sometimes crushing. You're like, oh, my God. I gave something in September and now I have to wait till June for the results to come. So how how does that? So Karishma, uh, first the interview and then you know the second part, like I said. Okay, so uh, I this is my second interview at uh, UPSC. I gave the interview last year, so it was my first mm -hmm. attempt. I was very cocky. I was mm -hmm. super like I am the best. Uh, and <laughs> so because what happened is uh, after I cleared mains, it became a very big deal somehow because everyone is like, "Ha, interview, so she's going to do really well because you're like, "Ha, you're decent and all of that." Mm -hmm. So I I was. I was super. I, I cannot even put. This would be an understatement to say that I was overconfident. I was like, yeah, now I've got it. Like, ho gaya clear. So uh, I didn't prepare that much. I was like, I'll just go dazzle them with my personality. That's all I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, but uh, so I was like, I was not nervous at all. But when I was sitting outside the room, that's when it suddenly hit me, and I got super nervous because I took it so lightly the entire. Uh, preparation time i was like hey, okay, who studies or all of this they are they are not checking uh, knowledge and all and i'm done i've done mains and all and i was confident about my mains also for no reason when marks came i got average in both but yeah the point is that i did not take it seriously so this time and then i, I clearly did i scored very average marks last year in the interview so when the mark sheet came, I I was like, okay, this is this is like a, a big eye opener that you don't just like dazzle people. And uh, I uh, so what happened because I I got nervous, like how uh, Valer said that you have to take a stand. I became very docile throughout the interview. Mm. So I thought that I was very spineless. Like they would be like, and I'm like, ha ha, because I lost my confidence right outside uh, the interview mm. and I didn't have strong pep preparation so you have two things right you have your personality and your preparation I mm. was weak on preparation because I thought personality is going to take me through and then I lost personality also there so I bombed in uh, so this year I was like I'm going to get my preparation strong if yeah. in case I, I bombed the personality in the last moment so uh, as well as said I also had like a strong peer group I was discussing issues I was doing this and that and I was like I am I am going to take this interview as seriously as uh, I've taken mains and uh, this year my interview was also through a towards the end so i had a substantial amount of time and uh yeah this year i took a stand a stand where i needed to and, and yeah, i think i was able to do more justice to the interview i respected the interview stage this year because i saw how it could get you out of the list like if i got just like 10 marks more in the interview but i would at least find myself on that pdf right so yeah. uh and no matter how we say ki, nay, nay, uh, like me just said just finding yourself on that pdf really matters because you yeah, know yeah. that the amount of effort you put, you have something to show for it, right? And when that didn't happen, I was like, okay, you have to respect every stage of the uh, of the exam. And so this time around, I think it was a much better. Like as soon as I came out, I said, like, I don't know about marks, but I I felt much happier than I did much last happier. time. So I think yeah, that worked well. And COVID again as the second part that you mentioned, I keep telling this wherever uh, we go that 
this uh, year has been like this exam has been like already it's an unpredictable exam and we are giving it in unpredictable times so it's like unpredictable square for us which is which is a very tough uh, uh, journey for all of us and um, it's not just the mental uh, agony it's the resources it's the fact that wherever we were studying i think i was uprooted from where i was studying and then i had to study in a new location so somehow mm. all these small things also matters like it will change your schedule a little like suddenly everyone's working from home so you have a full house also so all of that these uh, small things like in hindsight it worked well that covid year because i failed in a covid year everyone was sitting at home only so i didn't have to face people outside but uh, the other thing is that yeah it it, it was more challenging uh, i don't know like compared to last year this year was definitely more challenging for me because i put in more dedicated effort but i also think yeah the covid also played uh, a major impact on like mental health on the kind of stress that we had as well yeah no it's it's a stress also na it's it's like getting run out at 92 and then when you are at 95 i was like abhi mujhe 6 nahi maarna hai i want to take five singles and slowly get to 100 yeah <laughs> so it's 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 that's the that's the perspective and we'll go into the last part of the podcast i know y'all have been very generous with your time uh, so we'll 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 wrap up after one question i think ultimately what what you guys said that the process also teaches you a it's a crash course in humility and attitude management also because it you you have your highs you have your lows you have your peer groups and you have people around you so personally you know that's what i want to end with and then before we end there is a tradition we have on mind podcast that pe- because people are immerse themselves into politics news everything we give one non political non newsy book tv show streaming show youtube thing that you've come across in the last week month or something as a recommendation to our listeners and viewers because it's just we find and 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 the minute whenever we've skipped it we get a lot of angry comments saying acha ye week ka recommendations bhul gaye so i i i make it a point to tell all my panelists um and but yeah uh, uh, apala i'll go with you first right from what i first said right attitude wise this this teaches you the journey teaches you so much in terms of how you have to cope with it uh yes that is i think uh, the most important aspect of the upsc preparation and uh, not just humility i think it also teaches us how to take a stand for our own selves and how mm. to be self independent and uh, only independent and also you know how to make your way through struggles and challenges and to come beyond that so i think mm. we get to know ourselves better in this entire journey and mm. that is i think the most important aspect of this preparation apart from other things like humility and composure and clarity of mind i think it is an entire package and you enter as someone and you come out as a completely different evolved and a better version of yourself is what i'd say uh, very fascinate very very well put uh, what about you nirja what do you think i mean i personally think like what i learned the most in this and i this was also my blog post so i'm kind of plugging it but uh, really like making mistakes really taught me a lot because we're so afraid as like people in the world to like admit mm-hmm. any mistakes or make any mistakes so mm-hmm. like this glorification happens of toppers which is like <clears throat> i studied 18 hours a day i did yeah. this that you know and that's the kind of thing that stress us out when we're studying so like what i learned is that like you know be okay with yourself and be okay with the mistakes you made and just grow from them because if you yeah. grow from them then you're going to be able to like not just clear this exam but kind of do anything that's difficult in life mm-hmm. um i also think like you said you know crash course in humility it it is like that really because 
whatever you've come with, you're at zero. So whether you've, there are people who've gone to like Oxford, Cambridge, things like that, people who worked in really prestigious jobs and left, but you're at zero and you have to start from scratch. So in a way, it's a great opportunity also in a, for like personal growth and development. And it's a great opportunity generally also for people who may have not studied as much in college or may have not had the resources to develop themselves before, but would have the resources now through this exam. Yeah. No, and I mean, as you said, uh, it's about acknowledging the mistakes. Unless you're Chetan Bhagat, then you can write a bad book about your mistakes in life and make crores <laughs> of rupees making a bad movie out of that book. <laughs> but what is uh, your take on this? Uh, you're on mute. That is one okay. thing from the pandemic, the invention of the mute button. There is no yeah, discussion yeah. that's yeah. complete it until someone's on mute. It still happens to us at work too. Yes, go ahead. So I think this exam certainly helps you. It makes mm -hmm. you aware about your strengths and weaknesses. It basically yeah. exposes you to various ideas, which normally if I'm an engineer, I would not want to be exposed to, or even I would not just randomly open the newspaper and mm -hmm. read about those things. Uh, it also helps you. It also makes you read those small words wale details in the news rather than just headlines. Uh, yeah. That was the first takeaway <laughs> that I yeah. uh, took when I started preparing for this exam. Because I never used to read those things. Uh, yeah. I think uh, it basically gives you this sort of confidence that if you are prepared seriously for this examination, you would be able to clear any other job interview, any other, you know, thing that you come across. Mm. And I think that sense of confidence is very important. And mm. uh, that certainly gave me the confidence because two years ago, when I was searching for another private job, it came out very easily for me because I mm. knew many things which normally they would not expect anyone to know. So I was able to analyze some of the interview questions very efficiently without even preparing separately for it. So I think uh, this exam certainly helps you. And as Apala also said that you enter someone else and you when you go outside yeah. uh, after preparing for this, you are someone else. And I think that has help, uh, happened with me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what about you, Karishma? Yeah, so I think... Uh, more or less it's the same thing so for most of us it uh, this exam gives us the first academic failure that we faced so i uh, like because anyone who's done decently well with the school also we are all passing and then college no, no, and, and, and can i give a 10 second quip right this is one of the only because see i have only i've done one year of college and then i majorly have done my college in us one thing there is a difference is the us college system as flawed as it is gives you the option option to fail Right in mm -hmm. India, the the cost of failure is so high. This is the only exam where you can actually come back and start from a clean slate, where you're not burdened. Of course, there is societal burden and stuff, and, and that is something I've felt very passionate about. That how ho jati hai galti yaar. Somebody can fail a class. It's not the end of the world. Don't lump it with other classes and make him acha. You got IF acha. No, you'll have to give it in summer and stuff like that. I mean, you know, make it a big thing. So I sorry, I had to add that in because that's a very pet peeve of mine. Yeah, yeah. And, and and exactly. So I like now when I look at it uh, with the, the benefit of uh, hindsight, it's like yeah. I'm very glad that I didn't make it the first time because I would get in with a lot of arrogance. Now I value it so much more. Like uh, when I was giving my first attempt, I was like, look, Pansal, why do this exam? Ko? Ek saal yeah. You should finish it off. Like, what is this? Why are they putting exactly that is the kind of ignorance you have play. That is what you come up with. So I think uh, that humility, as we just said, it's a crash course. It may not 
not be a crash course for many. It's something that it is taking long, and that is something that you start valuing. Like even now, when you see people who uh, are as smart as you are, are putting as much of hard work, but still are not able to clear it, right? So you yeah. uh, you understand uh, uh, that this exam. Uh, like we start, uh, I keep telling that I attach myself worth to this exam. So now I don't mm. want other people to do it. Mm. So you acknowledge your privileges also. You acknowledge the struggles that people are going through, not just for the exam but for other things also. Like yeah. I think a normalized mm. failure for me uh, to a certain extent and made me value like uh, people who are there for me, then like family yeah. and also like to start something from scratch and to see a beautiful end to it. I think uh, it has been very. Uh, uh, like it, it's just a beautiful journey all in all yeah like you start off differently and then also ignorance reduces like you're aware of more things your opinion it suddenly opinion matters people are asking you about things so yeah all of that taking it, you it seriously is, they are taking us seriously yeah so that, that is, is that that is the thing my my, yeah. my joke with neja has always been when my follower count increased on twitter suddenly people were like acha aapko kya lagta hai i was like i was the same person <laughs> Two years ago, but I'm glad three thousand retweets convinced you otherwise that I should be taken seriously now. Exactly, exactly. No, but I can't say the same thing. I was not the same person three years ago. I didn't have good opinions at all. No, so, I, yeah. uh, I. I also, again, this is this is uh, probably uh, I don't think I had the same opinions three years ago as well. I just hit them better three years ago. <laughs> is what now I don't care. Uh, yeah. And and you're right about a crash course in humility. The people who don't take their course just end up crashing anyways. So it's. <laughs> it's just that's how it works right yeah um, and one more thing i'd like to add is uh, patience right so this uh, as you said that um, i don't think i've ever patiently waited for every anything like you get everything like instant gratification right this is like one thing that you're waiting for so long and then it comes out and then uh, during that time also you're not just looking at yourself you have to look at society you have to look at what is happening in the news and like things like caste system and all like mirja mentioned it in an answer like would she have would she like mentioned this yeah. 3 years ago no this the visibility of things has also increased for us so that yeah. is something that's why i tell people prepare for the exam nevertheless it will just make you a much more uh, well rounded person even if you don't no. make it and and, and and what i'm coming to wala to you in a second uh, he was raising his hand about a point um, what you said about privilege is very interesting it's also you can there is a thing about failing and being affording to fail right being like so maybe we can afford to fail and many cannot afford to fail right uh, uh, i personally feel i could i could afford to fail i can afford to fail now but when i was when i had to take a class again 10 14 years ago when i moved to us i was horrified i was like oh my god i have to like take a class again and go through all so i just feel like uh, as you grow and you know you you realize that acknowledge that acknowledgement of that privilege ki ha we can afford to fail there are many others who cannot afford to fail yeah. so now that i have and have got another chance i have to make the most of it that is true you yeah you don't take that for granted anymore yeah that's that's you know recognize just to summarize the point about privilege you said well I, your your point yeah नहीं the point that i was trying to make was a very simple one ki sabne yahan pe humility mein crash course kiya hai maine hi college degree ki hai 5 saal laga ke so we engineering mein law degree ki because it's five years not four <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. the law degree is not a degree in humility i'll tell you that ha aur me all humble people leave law <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
no so i like karishma was saying that you know like patience i think yeah. growing up in mumbai you develop no patience because yeah. like everything here is so fast paced like yeah. you have to rush from place to place so like you just develop that as a mindset overall and you go to other places and you're like oh people wake yeah. up at like 8 am and then they reach work by 9 am it is possible <laughs> like you know it's just not the same for no, us no. all i i love mumbai nirja you know that but i have to make this joke it's not about people in mumbai developing patience they don't even anticipate patience from others like this is they become very <laughs> impatient when it comes to dealing with others also so i am like <laughs> Not only develop patience, thoda anticipation bhi rakho dunia se. They will get better. Not live. I will tell you. I hope you ordered my Amazon thing. No, but this I'm keeping. This I'm keeping on. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Apala, yeah, I'll I'll come to you, and then I'll we'll wrap up with closing comments. Any comments you had on this, and then I also want uh, recommendations. Like, if you have to give any recommendations to our listeners and viewers to read, watch anything. Uh, yeah. So right now, like in the past one month, I've not really uh, watched anything specific, but I can recommend a book that I really like, and I think most of the people here must have read it. Uh, it is called uh, It is called Tuesdays with Mori, and it is written by Mitch Albom. and that is i think my favorite book of all time so that is my recommendation fascinating and anything you wanted to add to what they were saying apala anything on you know the humility portion and uh uh yeah one thing i'd like to add here is that uh, yeah. the kind of stress that this exam gives us uh, i think we need to talk more about it more about the mental health issue and the aspect yes. about it because it is very easy to fall into that black hole of self doubt and entity crisis and what not in this exam yeah. uh, you know true i think almost everyone i cannot even say that it is true more for some people and less for some i think yeah. that is something we all need to talk more about and address it more because any competitive exam in india uh, not mm. just upsc any competitive exam it takes a huge toll on the mental health so that is mm. there and i think we all should address no. it more No, and, and you're right because I think we all mentioned it in joke where she mentioned the hostel person and so forth. Karishma talked about that because um, ultimately you all are success stories, right? So now you can actually look back on those memories and laugh it out. But there are many people. I mean, people. I, 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 I uh, people who don't know the figures, over a million people register for it with a pass rate of point. to 2.2% 2. or less than that i think 790 plus or some people cleared the upsc this time right so there are probably 500000 stories out there similar to some hearing similar things to what nirja valai karishma and apala have heard but their experience isn't probably as pleasant now because because they have not searched for the or they couldn't find the name on their pdf that emotion is probably associated with something else and they probably for them that becomes even a bigger issue than it does for many people who you know who've been lucky enough to clear the upsc exam won't you guys agree yeah so i mean uh, uh, i'll go to karishma you next or valai you next whoever wants to take that question yeah there is no doubt about it like uh Uh, as you said so um, there is like a big luck factor also so someone i i was hearing some talk in which they said that there are two doors and there's upsc at the end of it right so the first door is like the effort and the time you put and all your hard work so that will only open one door 
then the other door is a lot of things which are not in your control a lot of things have to align like you have to have a good day you have that luck and all of that so you don't know when that door will open right so this door you have to do your best to open the door so that at least you know that when this door opens you are there in between the two yeah. so this right. is something that i think uh, uh, i'm also very happy that a lot of us are now talking about this about how uh, we don't have like it is very normal that even if you put in the time and effort you might not uh, succeed right and a lot of toppers are talking about it and it's it's something which needs to be told because everyone thinks that if you don't clear if you don't get a result you're a failure but the journey itself we know how how every one of us has struggled and has yeah. faced a lot of challenges and made it and it is also uh, i think some uh, youtube channels are also telling these stories of aspirants only of not just success stories so yeah that is something that uh, i think especially in such an exam where the success rate is so uh, so less it is all the more important to talk about the fact that it's it's okay to like under, yeah. acknowledge that there are a lot of things which are not in your control in this exam which is why as much as it annoys you uh, you guys probably mentioning that youtube show on aspirants that tv have created what is intriguing is how few the success stories are and how more the more time is spent on talking about this to people that didn't make it because that is essentially the crux of it all that's why people related to it a lot more um and uh, i'll go to valay next but karishma you have to give me a recommendation i won't let you go without it <laughs> so yeah. i'll give you one book one uh, movie uh, yeah. uh, i think uh, when breath becomes air by paul kalanidhi i also second apala's recommendation it's a beautiful book and my recommendation would be uh, breath becomes air by paul kalanidhi it's it's it just it will it's very life altering i feel and to watch it's a malayalam movie you can watch it with subtitles because that's one movie i think every indian household should watch it's called great indian kitchen it's on amazon prime are they took show. it out they did no it's still there i saw it yesterday no i think Sorry. it's us oh, you did. oh so for you for us i think they took it out yeah. i have to find another resource where yeah, where yeah, i can watch so, that movie it's a yeah, lovely movie it, it is it is people should definitely like view it and actually put to uh, like i know that i sat and i i told my dad about it and then it it became very casual ha it's just a movie i think we should have proper conversations about the idea behind it you 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 will be very proud of me because two two months ago when drishyam 2 came out i actually saw it on amazon the it's a fascinating movie right i watch anything with mohan lal in it anyways i mean you know but and so, so i was they're like acha you watch a malayali movie and so i looked at them was like acha you watch k pop k dramas on netflix i don't think you yeah. understand korean so why the hell should i know malayali to but somehow indians have like we can watch money heist where we we'll like no i like to hear the original spanish audio and subtitles but we can't watch tamil movies uh, telugu movies malayali movies so i get uh, uh, my uh, wife jokes that yeah uske andar ka matlab bharat bhagya vidhata jag gaya because i i always get into argument i was like it's the same thing just like how you watch a korean drama watch a malayali movie Yeah, it's about what story they are telling. Yeah, and that's what I love. Several languages, fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's why I love Amazon and Netflix. That at least they have subtitles. Uh, yeah. They probably you probably are horrified listening to what they are translating. But since we can't understand the language, I'm very happy with the subtitles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't. I obviously like turn off the subtitles. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So absolutely, Valai, uh, you, and then I'll come to Nija, the last. Yeah. Uh. Yes, where were we? I mean, <laughs> see, that's what I told about podcast and digression. You you digress very quickly. So we we were talking about the stories, uh, mental health in in UPSC oh, yes. and your recommendation. 
yes yes so i think uh, it is important that even the failure stories come come out uh, in front of people's eye because many people have put in six six attempts and they have missed cut off by even margin like one two marks and how they feel they are worthless but actually the kind of resources the kind of uh, things that they have developed in their mind the kind of knowledge base that they have they are probably more resourceful than many of us out there hmm. so Absolutely. i think their stories also need to come out uh not just aspirant story but also the failure stories because that uh, makes it normal for other people who have failed this exam because i have also failed it thrice uh and once also in the interview before this so uh, it is important i think uh, to bring those stories also out and uh, if i talk about the book recommendations or movie recommendations i'll give two book recommendations first is the stranger by albert camus i think mm-hmm. that is very uh, very very nice book and also explains how i am how my uh, thinking has developed uh, based on existentialism and second book is a uh, gentleman in moscow by amor tolls mm-hmm. that is a very very uh, nice book and uh, mm-hmm. i think uh, someone who likes to read uh, uh, fiction books should read it uh, it's basically a description of how a former aristocrat count rostov spent mm-hmm. his entire life in a hotel Wow. and it's a wonderful book how he goes from being an aristocrat to being a cook to a waiter and so on and it's a brilliant book and i think uh, someone <clears throat> at the time should read it absolutely in the movie you said movie or i my personal favorite is interstellar but most people have watched it. oh I, oh so, i uh, love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so and, and well i i i i personally feel everyone should watch anything that chris nolan does three times and then try to understand <laughs> it the fourth time they watch it So, especially true. <laughs> yeah, the the last one. I forget what was the name of this last movie that came out. Tenet. Um, Tenet. There we go. Yeah, I, the Tenet. first time I had to actually read it, then read the uh, uh, plot on Wikipedia, and then watch it again because uh, it's just it's ridiculously complicated. Yeah, uh, and shot in Mumbai actually this time. This movie. I didn't understand in this channel. Ha <laughs> so uh, when you come here next we'll go over we'll watch it together and I'll yeah, go over the entire do. movie with you I think you should screen ha, you know, you it know. I say uh, I have a lot of questions too but so yeah you should yeah, have like a question so should, in the cellar viewing Yeah we should so we should after, we will I feel movie, like interstellar should come with a book
he because in college i was more into like dance club and like college fest and stuff hmm. i mean i did study but i wasn't into that but you expect that a person from day one has to be like a school topper college topper you know academically so focused instead of trying to figure out oh does this person's personality match what the exam and what the job requires so that is one thing that i think affected my mental health because i always felt that i need to be like less like talkative or like like more restrained or like more into like very very academic stuff and only after i've cleared and i've seen so many interesting people do i feel like reconciled with myself uh when it comes to recommendations i have a book recommendation i it's a old book but i just read it it's called the great derangement by amitav ghosh and mm. it's about climate change but it's about climate change in a very interesting manner because it kind of explains how our entire society is sort of structured around not being able to comprehend climate change so it goes into like the society societal aspect the psychological aspect and i think the climate change debate overall has become very political and like to separate yourself from it and like understand what it really means day to day that is really important and there's a whole chapter on mumbai so i loved that a uh, movie recommendation i mean i would also go maybe regional and go for helaro because i think it's one of the most brilliant movies ever made so for karishma and apala this movie won a national film award it's a gujarati movie and it's about a group of women in kutch who learn to use dance as a means of freedom so you know folk dance and garba is something that i've always very much connected with and these women were not able to dance because of the social restrictions there so i think it explained how like small freedoms can mean so much to someone and we take kind of take those for granted and the garba and the songs are like absolutely fantastic so i think you guys should definitely watch it absolutely fascinating recommendations nirja um before i wrap up my recommendations would be first uh, one of and you may have heard this uh, this is one of mine sunanda's favorite books the incomplete book, book of running by peter segel if you guys haven't read that peter segel is the host of one of npr's most celebrated shows wait, wait don't tell me uh, listen to the radio show and and read this book this is when we talk about mental health and stuff the way he approaches it and it's a very smart a uh, funny sort of you know honest and uh, uh, read on it and second is a show i watched uh, i don't know where it is on india because here it's aired on hulu it's called dope sick it's about how uh, uh, there was a drug called oxycontin uh, that uh, in, uh, was you know pushed by a pharmaceutical company in united states and two lawyers a uh, uh, district attorneys in west uh, in a state in virginia took on the might of purdue pharma and where it's a it's a like i i don't i want to say it's a brilliant story but it just kills you from within when you see what that drug has done but it is also the spirit of those lawyers who just refused to give up is fascinating so um watch those i'm giving two completely different recommendations but that's what pod, mind podcast is all about uh nirja valai karishma pala thank you so much for joining i hope you guys had as as much fun as i did um if you didn't have fun please lie to our viewers that you had a lot of fun and then when i stop recording you can absolutely say how pathetic it was <laughs> um but uh thank you guys for joining thank, thank, you, so thank you so much this is great and good thank luck you. from team mindmakers we hope to see you guys do very well and hope to interview soon hum to mic leke udhar hi khade rahenge so maybe next time in your offices or when you are visiting united states next or when i am in india next we'll talk about what you have done 
uh, a few months, a few years from now, and how your journey has been thus far. But good luck Thank on so all your journey. And um, guys, please like, subscribe, share. Mujhe har 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 mat bulwao, par karlo and uh, leave your comments and let us know how it went. Till then, we'll be back with part two with uh, of this UPSC I discussion. I always wanted to do a like, share, subscribe. Please like, share, subscribe. I was like, I've never done this in my life, so I wanted to do it once. Uh, but thank you all so much and we'll be back soon with it till then it's goodbye